Welcome back to the evolution of a snake. I'm Zach. And I'm Madeline. And this is Taylor Talk, our monthly segment where we talk Taylor, all things to do with Taylor Swift. Consider this your BBC nightly news address, State of the Nation, State of the Union. We're talking about all the major pertinent events happening in the Taylor Nation. This used to be a segment that we paywalled, patreon.com slash swiftologist, but we've decided to make it free so that we can be in you know all of our listeners' ears more often. And also to try and convince you to come join the hang at patreon.com slash swiftologist. For as low as $3 a month, you can come and hang out. If you want to pay $6, you can get four episodes, three episodes a month. I don't know. <laughs> we have a lot of content behind that paywall. Like you wouldn't believe truly. We have unedited reactions from Swiftologists. There's a lot. There's lizard blog previews. There's a lot going on over there and you're really missing out by not signing up. So I implore you, I direct you, I um, encourage you to go to patreon.com slash Swiftologist to get more regular access to the snakes. And Madeline, you also have something exciting coming in just about a month now. Actually, less than a month. Two weeks. It's like 20 days. What is it, Madeline? Days. What's coming? Uh, the, uh, the lizard review will be uh, delivered to your inbox. On the press. On the hot off the presses on September 1st. Um, for those of you who don't know, although that would surprise me because I pretty much talk about nothing else anymore. I've been banging the drum. I've been shaking the cup. I've been... Uh, in your walls, I've <laughs> under your bed, et cetera, et cetera, talking about the Lizard Review, which will be my music review blog, um, where I'm going to talk about new releases. I'm going to talk about old stuff. I have a whole bunch of series. There's going to be podcasts and there's going to be a newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's really starting to come together. I have the entire month of September planned out and outlined so that's awesome i also have started to do october only because october is my favorite month of the year that gags me I, yeah i've started to outline october i take swiftologist literally one week at well, a time and i'm dying every week but your channel's like reactive that's the thing it's like you react to what is going on yeah. right now so that makes sense to me but mm. i i'm like you know october is spooky month so i'm already thinking about like what should i cover during the month of october i mean the answer is obvious but I'm not going to tell no, you. I was going to say. But I'm not going to tell you, got- et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, wow. Go look at the well, Lizard you Blog have- when it comes out. Go look at the Lizard Blog when it comes out. It will be linked on Madeline's Twitter, which is at Hoax Lakes. Also, go to patreon.com softwareologist and you'll hear all about it. I mean, how many times do I have to say it? But today we're talking about, speaking of things that you can discuss on the Lizard Blog in October, Madeline, there is a little album coming out on the 27th of October uh, which is a birthday of mine. It's my birthday. It is 1989, Taylor's version. I'm so excited. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I saw that the pre-orders for 1989 cleared something like 400,000 copies in one day versus Midnight's, which got like 40K or 100K. And it shocked me. It scared me. It frightened me. And the thing about that is that it's it's is still even impressive, even though somebody said like, well, 1989 has variants and Speak Now TV didn't. And it's like, oh, Midnight's had variants. <laughs> she was very <laughs> she was make she was it. She took over the vinyl press factory, and it was her factory Mm-mm. for f- at mm-hmm. least four months. They were printing, printing. She said printing. that Adele record, yeah. Don't need nothing. to start over. Just slap a Taylor Swift name on yep. it, and we're going. <laughs> and we're going. Um, so it it's a wildly impressive number, and it's like, 
you could say, oh, the success of the Eras tour. It's like, well, it's still clear Speak Now TV, which also happened in the Eras happened tour. during the Eras tour. So I don't know if it's just the fact that it's 1989. I think that might be it. Like, I think this is kind of like the cult cla- to like the to like not us, like not the diehard Swifties, but like your regular run of the mill, um, you know, grooving to fearless in the audience, like Swifty, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that this is kind of like a quintessential yeah. album to them. Whereas to us, I mean, not, not, I mean, it is, but it isn't, I would say read or speak now as an OG Swifty, but 1989 also is awesome, but not really, but to them it is. And to them, I say, Kudos. Congratulations. You've put more money well, in the billionaire's pocket. And we clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. 1989 is like the sun. It rises every day. I see it for hours on end. I'm so intimately familiar with the rays that it shines down upon me. And I see it every day. I feel like that's how I feel about it now. But it was. it is interesting that it was like her imperial era, or so we thought at the time. It's interesting that like it's circling back around right now when the era's tour mania seems to have really reached a new fever pitch. Like everyone is talking about the goddamn era's tour. And I think that having 1989 be announced on the last show of the US leg, I think just kind of, I don't know, there's something so serendipitous about it, but also so terrifying. And Taylor's announcement where she said that she was like, this is her favorite re-recording she's ever done. The 1989 favoritism will never stop. It will literally never end. In her mind, that's her greatest album of all time. And I understand why. Because like, and this is what gets me going about people saying like, she was miserable, blah, blah, blah. 1989 literally altered the trajectory of her life. Before Snakegate even came into the equation, that record, those songs, the way that it performed, the subsequent tour, that upped her career to a level that she had no chance of reaching as a country singer. So it's kind of incredible to see her revisiting it like that. And I understand the favoritism because it was such a monumental Mm -hmm. shift in her career. (laughs) I'm thinking about that Arrested Development quote where Lucille is like, if you're saying that I play favorites, I don't. I love all my children equally. And then it like cuts to earlier that day and she's like, I don't care for Job. <laughs> this makes me think of it every time we talk about Taylor's favorite albums. Her I don't care for record, I feel like would maybe be debut if I had to pick yes. one. So, yeah. and 1989 is at the top. I do think Folklore is kind of like poking and maybe is like yeah. a close number two to 1989. But I also understand why she prefers over anything else 1989. It's because... She was the countress and she has fond memories. It did. It <laughs> did the damn thing. Yeah. I mean, that four, that four single run of shake it off blank space style and bad blood is like truly an unmatched. And then going into wildest dreams, even at number five, like it was, it was something I feel that like, it's hard to explain if you weren't there at the time, because it really was like such a moment. And I guess now it pales in comparison to what's happening with the Eras tour, but you don't get to Eras mania without 1989 on the way. You absolutely do not. Like 1989, if there's a reason why it's such a prominent part of the set, why it's so long, why it's so elaborate, like she loves this record and the people love this record. 
everybody knows these damn songs. Everybody knows them. Everybody's up and alive during the Eras tour. And it's at such an unfortunate moment in the tour. Like you're literally about to pass away by the time it comes on. And yet she correctly assumed that it would revive the people. And it did. So I'm excited. I really like the album cover. What did you think of the album cover, Madeline? I like the album cover. Um, to, put in, put, to put it in perspective, like my number one um, TV cover is Speak Now. My number two is actually Red TV. It might mm-hmm. surprise you. My number three, Interesting. number three is 1989. But there's a huge gap between 1989 and Fearless, let's be clear. I do like <laughs> well, it. Fearless just sucks. But the thing is that like the original 1989 cover, like, 1989 TV cover was always going to kind of flop because 1989's cover is so iconic and it's just like, boom. And I feel like the original 1989 cover gave cool, like, you know, like 80s cool. And I feel like the new 1989 cover gives, I'm single in New York City, which is also good. These are both true things for 1989. Cool, single, sexy, bird, beach. New York, like mysterious. Come on. I feel like it's like two. If there's two sides to 1989, one is like I'm sexy and I'm hot and I'm a model, and the other side is like I'm having the time of my life. So I feel like I'm a girly. Yeah. So I, I I like both, and I think they both do different things, but they're both true to 1989. Sorry. So I I feel good. I feel good about it. I agree. I think that the cover is. I mean, again. I think it's almost futile to compare the covers to each other just because like they're not supposed to be direct copies and I like looking at them as interpretations of. I also would rank Speak Now as number one. I don't know why. I just loved that. I felt like it really embodied the essence of the album, but it felt grown up. The 1989 cover is, I think, I love to see a smile. We love. We cheered. We cheered to see her smiling on an album cover. We cheered for that, and I love the seagulls. I love the reference to the 1989 uh, Rolling Stone cover shoot. I love that reference. That's a good one. I don't understand the hate that has been sent its way, but I feel like every time an album cover comes out, everyone has something to say about it. Like with Speak Now, it was that the hair was photoshopped on. And again, it's the hair with this one. Everyone's like, oh, she's trying to do a fake bob. And like, to me, that's not what it is. What do you want? Get the scissors out? Even if it is. (laughs) It's like, I don't want her to do that. I I like her long hair right now. And it's very, she can't be cutting. Not 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 even a third of the way through the tour now but it doesn't look like an intentional fake bob to me it just looks like windswept like it looks like <laughs> the wind is blowing her hair behind her shoulders right. and as it should as it should and as she should i th- i i don't have a problem with the hair i don't if i if i had to pick something like this is my problem with it i don't it's not a real polaroid it's like done up to look yeah. like one and that kind of irritates me but it's like i don't really give a shit you know what I mean? At the, if, mm-hmm. if I had to nitpick, but in general, I like it. I don't love it, but I like it. You know what I mean? I, I'm good with it. I smile. I'm terrified for the five volt tracks oh, that we're scared. about to get because Taylor has said with her full chest, she put her full 1989 OC into it, and she said, "This is my favorite re-recording." 1989 okay. OC is like the worst iteration of it. Speak now, OC, <laughs> red OC, we love it. 1989 OC just doesn't have, <gasps> it does not click, but we're not going to stop saying it. <laughs> it, it, it no, no, never. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. There's a 1989 OC. Um, so she is so confident that this is going to be the best re recording. And it's five vault tracks. It's to me, I love that. It's giving concise. It's giving sonically cohesive. It's giving banger front to start, front to start, front to back. It's going to be 
banger, 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 banger. I don't think we're going to be getting a clean moment. It's possible, but I think that she wouldn't be saying that unless she thought that each and every one of these songs was a chart toper. I'm kind of, you know, something that I've always said about the very first night is that it's kind of a perfect bridge song between Red and 1989. So now, now that's kind of what I'm expecting. You know, a little bit of the very first night, a little bit mm-hmm. of guitar, do, 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 and then a little bit of, you Like know. how you get the girl vibes yeah, almost? Yeah, well, we don't need to be doing all that. But, you know, something of that <laughs> ilk. Something fun and sexy and cute and I don't know. I'm excited because I feel like we've talked – I know we've talked about this before and probably people are going to roast us. I feel like we've said many times 1989 vault either empty or if there's anything in it, it's shit. I feel like we've said that. And now mm-hmm. she came yeah. out swinging saying they're going to be the best ever of all time. So now I- I'm I'm up her ass occasionally. So now she says that and I say she means that because she doesn't usually mm-hmm. say stuff like that. No, she doesn't come no, out no, no. swinging. She like might that. say it's my favorite. Right. She might I say love it's it. you know, et cetera, et cetera. But she doesn't say yeah. they go in didn't she say like insane? She said they're crazy or insane. Yeah. It's like she, and and she can't <laughs> believe that they didn't make it to press. Well, it's like I would love to know why. I would love her to give an interview and talk a little bit about the re-recordings process. I'm being led to believe there's a documentary in the making which I can't wait to see because I need like I need behind the scenes. I need to see what she was thinking when she was re-recording half of these songs. I need to see her like going through the vault tracks and choosing which ones to put on. Um, <laughs> that implies that she always has a choice of many songs to choose from. But I, yeah, I need to, I need to hear more of her decision-making behind the scenes, but I agree that saying that these are like the best songs ever is, that's a statement. It's a challenge. And I'm holding her to it. It's like when I think about 1989 Deluxe and the songs that she shucked onto it, Thinking about, I mean, Neuromantics, Serve of the Century, everybody knows it. Why oh, wasn't it on slay. the Why wasn't it on the main version, et cetera, et cetera. We've all talked about that ad nauseum. Uh, number two, Wonderland, which I think is good, but I do think it, it's suitable as a deluxe track. It's like, okay, I see why you took this off because this doesn't quite fit, but it's still a good song. And then there's You Are In Love, which also I know has like kind of a mythos around it or whatever, but it's still a very good song. There's not, I would I like argue, a lot. there's not a true flop on... 1989 in my opinion nothing flops me either to me like even there are songs that i don't like right. but they are not flops i would have shifted i know places to the deluxe edition and put new romantics oh, on yeah that would have been my my swap yeah but even so i know places is not a bad song i just hate it even songs that i don't like probably one of my least favorite songs on the record would be welcome to new york but i wouldn't take it off because i feel like it's essential to the record Mm -mm. you know what i mean it's like i I don't and also i mean i was there in fargo north dakota of all places on earth i told my coworker today like being welcome to new york i told my coworker, being welcome to new york in fargo (laughs) i saw i saw 1989 in fargo and she was like she went to Fargo, North Dakota. I was like, she did, and so did I. Yes, the hell she, she did, did, and so did I. <laughs> and um, I was gagged by Welcome to New York Live, opening the tour. I, I, mm-hmm. It slayed. It, 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 it slayed the house down boots. Everything that's on it. No matter where you were. Yeah. You were in New York. But this is kind of why, getting, getting coming like full circle around like why maybe she cut songs, it's the same reason why I think that every single song on there has a place on there. When a record is too long, and I think she knows this, 
which makes Lover very mysterious because when she did it with Red, it made sense. She ignores this. She ignores this. She knows it. But she knows it. it. When you put too much on it, it it doesn't, it goes into the sonically cohesive thing. You know what I mean? It it just, she wanted to tell a full, Mm -hmm. complete story. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's why I think these songs I would argue Reputation does that too. Yes. I, Reputation yeah. is pretty so, concise. Um, who knows what's coming out of that vault? I, I would like to see it. I'm interested. Well, I'm is it stuff interested. that was too – is it stuff that was too – I'm wondering were there things that she cut because thematically they didn't fit with the record rather than sonically they weren't good enough, but rather they just didn't really match what she, the message she was trying to convey. And she was conveying a very specific message. And that message was, I'm a girl boss. I moved to New York city. La 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 la. I'm having so much fun and boys suck. I still think about them sometimes, but you know, they don't, they don't control my life. So I'm thinking, do we have more kind of like, do we have a, a breakup banger perhaps? Oh, we want that. Do we have, I think we have a couple drafts of Welcome to New York. I think that the idea of Welcome to New York as a thesis statement was given a couple of goes before she arrived at this version of it because it seems like a very carefully selected song with a message. There's a reason why it was the third track that came out. She performed it on all the Good Morning shows. Like that there was a that was an intentional song. So I think that like this title track, Party Like It's 1989 or whatever it's called is going to be like a rough draft of or a, a first iteration of Welcome to New York. That's my that's my spidey sense. When I think about the Party Like It's 1989 song, the title track, what have you, um, when I imagine it, I kind of imagine it like a 22 or maybe like a New Romantics. It's something about being a girly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something about being a girly. That's all I know. With your model friends. Yep. You're a girly. With your model friends in your apartment. And sometimes that's all you need to be. That's mm-hmm. all you need to be is a girly. And... <laughs> We're going to hear about it. Frequently. We are going to hear about Wait, it. Honestly, girlyism is something that we need to delve more into in the Taylor Swift discography. Yeah. So let's go. Yep. <laughs> let's go. But this is the this is the one album where like I'm actually less excited about the re-recordings and more excited about the vault tracks. I have loved listening to the re-recorded songs so far because I just find it to be so fun and enjoyable. But I know that 1989 is going to be weird. Like, I just know that it's not going to be – either it's going to be so close that I can't really tell the difference, but I know that something's wrong, or it's going to be really far off the mark. Like, shake it off. How? How? It's not even like her voice has changed that much, but it's just kind of like, how can you do that again without Max Martin as well, no less? I'm really worried about Blank Space. <laughs> I think Blank Space <laughs> is going to be the flop. I really do. Style? I, I, I think – It's like – I always say, like, the original exists, like, it's not a big deal, whatever, but it's like, I can't watch Style be crucified. That's traumatic no, I to can't me. See her I can't, I can't get see her, her shaved. You, know, you know, pulling a Britney on the, on the I-7 Mm-mm. or wherever the fuck that was at the gas station. I can't Mm-mm. see that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> That's too much for I don't me. want to. I don't want to. I don't need to. I, I, so I, I, Style cannot be done dirty. Of all the songs, like, not Style. Not, not, not her. Spare her, won't you? Not, not my baby. Not my baby. Yeah, I think I think she's gonna put none of her 1989 LC into clean. I think it's gonna be rain came pouring down when I was drowned. <laughs> like she does not want it to. That being said, repeat. That was a repeat, and she sang it on Reputation tour too. I think she loves that song. I, I or she I, knows that other people love it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm wondering if Emojin Heap is going to be back because that'll be really if, – if we get Emojin Heap back back in the studio, 
I think it should be fine. You know what I mean? We we gotta have the echo. The way you say that, that is so funny to me. Imogen. How do you Imogen. say it? Imogen. Oh. Imogen. Well, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's like uh, I never. <laughs> Emoji heap. Em- Emojin heap. All right. Well. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway. I would like, yeah, I I wonder if there's a vault track with her on it. I don't think so because Clean happened really fast, I remember. Like the lore behind that. She flew into London and like she was there for tour, I think, or something. She was finishing up the Red Tour and she like had three days and a mission and a dream and Emojin had all her weird instruments. Have you seen that weird tweet? <laughs> that's like somebody pulled this out of their asshole. They were like, "We don't want clean featuring Gracie Abrams." It's like, now who said that? You just nobody made wants that. that. Up. No one. You fucking, just you made, just made, made that, up. that up. Why are you setting her up? Well, everyone's saying they want Carly Rae Jepsen on 1989. Who said that? Nobody. Who see, said? Why do that? you guys want to ruin a good thing? That's what I don't understand. At this point, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the truth. This is between me, Zach, and all of you. <laughs> I am getting sick of the features. Like we clapped, yeah. Phoebe, oh, clap, clap. We love it. We love it. That's the only one um, we clapped for, yeah, actually. So far, I would say. I mean, I thought that run. Ed Sheeran Taylor, that was cute. We we love Well, but that was lore. That was lore. It was supposed to be that like was that. Lore. It was a duet. Um into perhaps the most disappointing set of uh features to me, to me, Castles Crumbling mm-hmm. and Electric Touch. Now, what happened there? I'm sick of it now. Flops. I'm sick of it now. I Intergalactic really flops. Intergalactic. No more. I'm disappointed. Enough. And I've seen And also, enough. it's not like you need features to drive interest around an album. You are now Taylor Swift. You are the biggest artist in the world. I think that Gurley knows. She knows that 1989 is Kelly Kapoor, yeah. the business bitch, mm-hmm. and that the only person that needs to be involved on it is her. And I remember, do you remember when 1989 came out? She very specifically was like, there are no collaborations on this record. It's all me. Yes. No, there's no features. That's it. There's no rappers. I mean, until Bad Bad Blood came out, but that was post the album. She said, listen, I'm going to sing my fucking socks off and you're all going to listen. And we did. We cheered. We cheered. The only person. I'll be cheering again. The only person who I would feasibly take as a feature on the vault tracks is maybe Selena, but it ain't never going to happen. It ain't never Mm going to happen. They're never going to collab. No. If it hasn't happened by now. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. So that's that's that on and that. It, that's probably for the best. Yeah. That's probably for the best. I think that they should collab and just send it to us. And then we listen to it. <laughs> it's private. And then just for the snakes. It's done. And then it's done. And then it's over. Yeah. We probably would never it's listen a, to it It's a again. girly occasion. It's just for the girls. No. Just to satisfy the curiosity of what we need to know. So I guess we can talk about the final show of the Eras tour. The blue. It's blue. The feeling I got. The last night in SoFi Stadium, when she came out, what was the first dress where I was like, "Oh my god!" Was it was it folklore? No, enchanted. it was enchanted. Yeah, that was the yeah. first. When blue she dress. came out in that blue dress, I was like, "This bitch has lost her mind." I feel like I thought at the time, I thought when it was just enchanted, when it was just the gown, great gown, beautiful gown. I was like, mm-hmm. "She's either messing with us or it's a coincidence," because she loves to. She loves a great gown, beautiful gown. She had five of them she already. Does. She's, she keeps so debuting like, new ones. Another gown. And this one was the greatest of all. It was beautiful. The seamstress in the Eras Tour City under the stage has been dying this entire tour. Yeah. Taylor comes down. 
the monster on the hill. She comes down to her little tiny people to work under the Eras Tour stage in the Eras Tour city. And she said, you make me a blue sparkly dress. And the seamstress was like, okay. She got her little fingers to work. <laughs> she stayed up for 40 days and 40 nights making this gown. And it looked stunning. We gagged. It's a, it's a, it's a very nice dress. And you know what? She does not wear blue enough. And which shocks me mm-hmm. if you think about it. Like her color palette and like, you know, why is she not wearing the blue more often? I don't know. I don't know. But we saw it that night. Let me tell you, blue was out in full force. <laughs> we saw it. We saw it. Beautiful gown. The folklore dress, also gorgeous gown. It was very nice. That's Gore. My favorite one so far. It absolutely. Mm-hmm. No notes. The, the, the slight shimmer. That's kind of what I like about blue. Especially that shade mm-hmm. of blue is like the shimmer is so perfect on a blue. I can't Ooh, explain it. When the lights hit yeah. it. Mm-mm-mm. The 1989 outfit, gorgeous. Oh, we loved it. I love that, that shade of blue too. Like it's not, remember the 1989? Mm-hmm. It's like a cobalt blue. The outfit she wore for Shake It Off. That was blue. That was like dark blue. That's great. But like that mm-hmm. kind of shade of blue, kind of like this is like, I mean, we gagged. I- I'll say it. I mean, it's I will slayed. admit at this time I was asleep. I fell asleep right before 1989. <laughs> I passed right out. I missed everything. But I was awake. I saw the pictures. <laughs> I did see the pictures. I was awake. I really gagged when she came out in that enchanted dress. I was like, oh my God, she's being a freak. She's doing freakdom. It's freak night. It's freak city in Los Angeles. Here we go. But I, I loved all the dresses, all the gowns, all the looks. I appreciate the effort that went into it. So I guess we should talk about the shot heard around the world. The crook who got caught, the rat who snuck in through the pipes into the SoFi Stadium and was chewing on her cheese in section 9000, <laughs> Carly Kloss, attending the Eras Tour. Cricket. My biggest cricket of all time. I didn't believe it at first. Cricket. I was like, I was like, no, that's not her. I, and- they were they were trolling and the pictures as well. I was like, she's not a brunette, you idiots. But she is. But she's <laughs> suddenly she's a brunette. I think it's to go with her new um reign of being an evil person, married to a Kushner. Yeah. Uh that's mm-hmm. another factor. This is why I don't get well, let's not get into that. I'm not let's not touch that with him. I'm not getting into that. But here's what I do want to say is that um the funniest part about Carly going to the Eras Tour wasn't that she was in the 300 section and it wasn't that she was awkwardly grooving to bad blood, although that was hilarious. And it wasn't that she left before the show it was even finished. It was simply the fact that after everything happened, after everybody saw her show her ass up in the 300 section, leaving to beat the traffic, I would assume, or because she was so humiliated, and then she had the nerve to send her publicist to E! News to tell them that she was at any point invited to the VIP tent when there were 70,000 witnesses who know that that did not happen. That did not happen. She was never in the VIP tent. She would never be invited there. She was not. Did she there. really do that? Did yes, she really get her publicist to go and say news. she was invited to the VIP? Oh my she god! Started. I thought that was pop crave. Oh no! This was an <laughs> official source. Some somebody in her camp went to E News and peddled this to them. Now, why would why? Okay, Brie Larson got invited to the era store by Taylor Swift. She didn't get to go to the VIP tent. Carly, I, noted person that she hates. Why would you be invited to the VIP tent? Well, it's like also 
It was full. Taylor has more patience than me no for room not immediately end. coming out with a rebuttal to that. We had – who did we have that night? Now, we have, I mean – Channing Tatum? Cameron Diaz was there. Okay? Yeah. And you Halsey. Think, you think real that, friends, real people, real people with real mm-hmm. jobs. You understand me? With careers, with yeah. careers, with careers and passions and hobbies. Not people who create moldy cookies and try to sell them in freeze dried astronaut packaging. Now I didn't even know that that happened. That's how. That's how little impact. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I believe it. Carly's cookies. Oh, maybe that does sound familiar. Carly's cookies. Carly's cookies. Like, that's Taylor like a, was promoting that shit. Sleep paralysis, you know, like you remember, like a like a trigger. Carly, who allegedly codes, who can code? Hmm. Well, coding with Carly. This is another piece of the puzzle. Mm. She was handing out friendship bracelets that said "Claws." That to me, I saw that was the biggest smack in the face. You show up at your ex best friend's function. And you're handing out bracelets. Your friend's sister. <laughs> and you're handing out bracelets that say your fucking name on them. Make that make you're sense. You're doing free promo at the Eras Tour. You don't need to promote yourself to these people. We all know exactly who you are. And if you were ever under any delusion that you would be well-received at this event, you're dumb. Because I, I just feel like she should know. She gets harassed on a daily basis about Taylor Swift. Like she should know that nobody wants to fucking see her there. And isn't it just humiliating to show up after being ejected from the girl squad years upon years ago, talk smack about relentlessly in different songs? What possesses you to then want to go to the Eras tour? I don't understand why she would want to go. I mean, it's a fun event. Sure, everybody wants to go. But you didn't see Kim Kardashian strolling up. I don't. She knows. I've thought about this so much, and I keep going around and around in circles about it because there's something that's just not clicking. I mean, for reference, now everybody knows occasionally I do lurk, Demois. <laughs> According to Demois, <laughs> now this Hate is headassery, and I know that. And this is how I know you have to really be a Taylor fan to be in the lore because she was just talking nonsense. She said. They were on a friendship break for for five years, and they never had a massive falling out like it was told to the media. It's like, no, no, no. It wasn't told to the media. It was told to me in my ear. The crook who was caught. Does that sound like somebody? The media never heard about it. The media, Taylor has never spoken on this, so I don't know where she would get it from. The only ways in which she has addressed this is shade. Shading it what? Yeah, she's been shading the girls every single day. Folklore, Evermore, Midnights. There was some cookage on Lover. We know that. (laughs) There was some, I forgot that you existed. I mean. This was not a friendship break. They were not on a break. Taylor was mad mm -mm. as hell. This this was a you're going to die. Demois said that. T- Carly well, also we never... know what we do know is that the, the Taylor Carly fallout had something to do with Scooter. Well, this is what I'm which getting is at. Why Demois said that's not. This true. is why it's an unforgivable. <laughs> like, you know Demois not right. How would you know that? Demois, there's photos of Carly on a yacht with Scooter mere weeks before it was announced that he was buying Taylor's Masters, like a day, no, not even weeks, like a couple of days. And I have to say, like, I, I my my suspicion is not that Carly like was I don't know ha- like directly handed him the keys to Taylor's master recordings. But do I think that she maybe, you know, was doing some sort of like double agent situation where Taylor was telling her stuff because she trusted her as a friend and running that back to Scooter? Yeah. Isn't Scooter her manager? I don't know what they're, I think so, but I don't know. 
Um, I don't, that's not, I'm not Googling Carly Kloss. And if you are, you need to reevaluate because I don't know. Your life. I don't know. I don't care. I haven't cared since 2016, baby. She's out. Well, it was a big night for mentally ill people. It was. There were, there were some field days had. There were some field days had. And I can't even blame them because honestly, a secret lesbian relationship makes more sense than any <laughs> anything else. I get I have to give it to them. There you go. It does make more sense than anything else. So, there you go. But just to clarify, you're being facetious. You're not actually being 100% serious about that because we don't want to attract the wrong people into this <laughs> into this crowd. I don't crowd. even know if I am being Can't facetious. Be bringing them into the fold. Why was she there? Okay. <laughs> Why was she there? Does anybody know? Okay, I have to move on. <laughs> I simply cannot. I'm I kidding mostly, that. but now that that made me think. It's like, what the fuck is this? This is public. This is not behind the paywall. This is for the people. Well, I'm not allowed to say anything. You can say, uh, you can say whatever you want to say. I'm just saying, I found it interesting. That's all. I'm not. Say, I'm not even. I just find it interesting. Why was she there? It is. Does interesting. anybody have an answer? Why was she there? <laughs> Why was she there? I saw a lot of Real Housewives were there. My queen, Shannon Storms Bedore, was there with her three daughters. Mom of the year. Is she? Kyle Richards was there. Oh, Kyle Richards. Well, now that's that's a celebrity sighting. Lesbian of the year. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> every it feels like the Real Housewives lesbian rumors are more prevalent. Every year. At the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's like Drew Sedora is also undergoing an allegation. Maybe it's just like after years of being with these like flop men, it's just like, well. Oh, yeah. yeah. These men that yep. just are low down yep. dirty, as they might say. <laughs> Ned Fulmer from the Try Guys was there. I don't know anything about that whole thing. That does not interest me. I got at cooked all. for saying that he's hot. I got cooked. Like in within the last week, or this was when all that happened. Mm hmm. Who cares? Well, I tweeted saying, I tweeted saying the Eras tour is not an event for cheaters unless you are Taylor Swift, which is so true. So <laughs> true. And then I, my follow-up tweet was, I think he's really hot. And I got cooked. I had to delete my tweet. What? <laughs> I had to delete it. Well, everybody was so disgusted by the fact that I thought he was hot. But anyway, I never said that. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. Another thing that I saw coming out of the Eras tour was the Ravers going insane about how oh, yeah. Swifties have oh, stolen yeah. Oh, yeah. the idea of friendship bracelets. The exact tweet says, sorry to disappoint you guys, but Taylor Swift didn't invent trading friendship bracelets. This thing is called Candy, spelled K-A-N-D-I, which is hilarious to me, Candy Burris, <laughs> and is part of the rave culture since the 90s. And then it's a thread about how these fucking losers that take MDA every single day are trading bracelets with each other. I personally think that's embarrassing. You should be honored and happy that Taylor Swift has taken over the the helm of being friendship bracelet HBIC. Well, the other thing is that ravers didn't invent friendship bracelets either. No matter what you call them, you call them candy, you can call them bebop, you can call them whatever you want to <laughs> fucking call them. You didn't invent them either. It's a bracelet, brother. It's a bracelet, with brother. With beads on it. With peace I and love. I think that prehistoric people probably created friendship bracelets. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a girl. Str rope and bead. <laughs> That's all you need. There was a girl in 10,000 BC <laughs> making a friendship bracelet without even knowing what it was. So that I found astronomically dumb. 
It's like you guys, but mm-hmm. at the same time, keep it up because we're trying. You know, I, I need tickets. So anything that yeah, you can exactly. smirch her, destroy her character. Mm-hmm. I love it. Whatever clap, you want to do, sell your tickets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This ticket's not worth its money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> video of her. You know what? The video I always see of people saying, "I can't believe you pay to see this," is the video of her flinging herself around during "Look What You Made Me Do," and I'm like, "Now what are you seeing here?" Because I'm seeing Cuntress. I'm seeing serve of the century i'm not seeing embarrassing i don't get it when people say you paid to see this yeah yes the hell i did and not just me brother the hell a lot of i did why am i keep saying brother today are you hearing that brother (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't notice it till just now well anyway brother it's good from start to finish and i don't care if she gets a little silly a little quirky she embarrasses herself that's what you don't get about taylor swift and you'll never understand it Mm-mm. because you're too busy you at you charlie get, if you get it you get it if you don't you don't you're too busy at charlie xcx mm-hmm. and you know what i've seen some videos of charlie xcx shows in walmart basements and i would like to ask did you pay to see that did you pay to see yeah. that yes you did and also she doesn't sing there's a track playing Drive and she's fast in my car. I go fast in my car and my pussy feels really good. That's literally. And by the way, I like Charlie XCX before anybody says anything. I enjoy it. But because I enjoy it, I have unique insight into what goes on there. And that's pretty much what it. goes on. Speed, fast, car, I don't go. enjoy it. So vroom, I'll refrain. Vroom. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always the uppity gays that go to the yeah. not sold out Carly Rae Jepsen and Charlie XCX shows with approximately 300 other gays. Um, they're the ones that are saying that you shouldn't pay to see this. And to that I say, get your ass up and work. Get your ass up and go to work. Go to a real show. See a real artist. You go see Beyonce. Ah, it's not fair to compare. I no, shouldn't say go that. see Beyonce. I shouldn't say it because you really well, can't compare. Well, Beyonce is Beyonce. Beyonce is Beyonce. It's like now if I saw a side by side of Beyonce doing what Beyonce does on the Renaissance tour, and then I saw Taylor doing the walk from Antihero, not fair. It's, it's not, not fair. fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. I take it's it back. I take it back <laughs> because it's it's that's not fair. It's not fair. It's apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. That really is apples and apples oranges. And oranges. Um, even if the orange is far superior to the apple, it's still apples and oranges. Yep. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about her, speaking of her movements on stage, her choreography or her lack thereof. I personally think that the choreo for the Eras tour is some of her worst choreo ever. I think I might be like having an unpopular opinion there, but in general, the moves that I see are so weird and like not good and not flattering to her. I hate the karma choreography. She literally looks like a little gremlin doing a dance. It's so weird. I hate the we are never ever getting back together choreography. Also horrible. It's like, I just, I just don't get her sometimes, sometimes, you know, folklore choreography, great because it's basically nothing. But when she's trying to dance these days, it's getting weirder and weirder. Like it's getting weird. So I don't like that. And yet that being said, that being said, I have to say that she is serving harder than anyone alive. All she has to do is strut and pose and stomp and click her little heels. And she's, she's the curly, she's the HBIC live on stage. So I linked Madeline to this article about her stage presence based on what a famous choreographer had to say about going to see the show, the physicality of it all. And Basically, the thesis of it is, is that Taylor is very like embodied. 
she's very like in herself and she seems very confident and in control of her uh, her movements and her ability to like connect with the audience through like the video screens through the camera it's like a bunch of different things working at the same time it's like the immediacy of her lyrics it's the koi who me pose they talk about i think we can all can imagine that in our heads right take a moment and imagine taylor's koi who me pose i can think of at least 10 instances of where that pose existed um they also talk about how the choreography was actually kind of not important. It was like really more about like how the chore- the choreography set her up to be the center of attention. And I think Mastermind is a really good example of that. Like the dancers are kind of like doing a lot around her, but she's commanding and controlling them. She's like having them fall like dominoes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and also her, her faceography. Nobody does faceography like Taylor Swift. All Too Well 10, the faceography that goes on in that, I mean – it's pretty amazing. My Tears Ricochet is one that sticks out to me as faceography. You know the part where she's at the end of the B stage? And I this one sticks out to me because Mason reacted to it pretty big because he has never seen the Queen in concert. Mm. So mm-hmm. we have the screen like right in front of us. So we have a really good close-up of her. And all the way, she's all the way down there. We can't really see her in person. So we're just watching the screen. And you know when she's on the ground and she's got the microphone up here and she has her eyes like right in the camera as it swings around? and it's like she looks incredible doing it her eyes are blue like you would not believe it's like put those things away it's almost too blue and look you want to avert your eyes i didn't think anything of it because i've seen i mean i thought wow but i didn't think anything of it because i've seen her do shit like that all the time so i was like whatever mason saw god (laughs) in that moment he was like holy shit i was like that, that exactly that, that, this is what i'm telling <laughs> this is you what about. i've been saying you have to see it yourself otherwise you'll never get it <laughs> you will never get it <laughs> there are moments where you're like she's literally I, like you're looking at her at a screen she's a million miles away from you in the stands you are looking at her on a screen and still you're like oh my gosh she's looking at me mm-hmm. that's powerful yeah the, the not much can be said. About no, not that. many people can do it the same. No. I mean, I exactly. Would, if I can't even imagine, I don't think Beyonce does look at people. You know what I mean? She's one no. of those kinds of like stars where it's like I saw a video of her doing "Break My Soul," and while she's like shaking her ass, she looks down in the crowd and makes eye contact with someone, and I was like scared. Like it's a video from literally right there, like underneath her, and I was like, I'm scared. Oh my god, don't! I, if Beyonce looked at me, I literally would be like, <laughs> don't. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it's like I I, I can stare it's directly scary. at the I'd sun be in the mirror. Please leave me alone. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. She looked at me once. I almost turned to stone. I was at the VMAs in 2016, and she was getting up on stage to accept her award. I was in the crowd, and Beyonce? she had to come and stand for like a minute. Yeah, we were. It was commercial break. She had to stand there for a minute before she came on, and she was literally standing right next to me. In this gown, there was someone behind her holding it. She was literally, I was shoulder to shoulder with her. And she just kind of went, it was crazy. I have a video of it somewhere. And I was like, what do I do? I was that Wendy Williams. Did you say anything? What kind of wig will I wear? No. I was like, I can't, I shouldn't speak to her. I was like, she's about to get on stage and accept an award. You could tell she was like going over what she was going to say and thinking about it. And I was like, I will not interrupt Mm-mm. the queen <laughs> let me just She's let me let her rock <laughs> and there were people behind me screaming but i was like you know what i'm just gonna let you rock so i let beyonce rock and i like to think that in that moment she appreciated that i let her rock she did. I was looking she did i know i she was did. like this <laughs> 
She understands. <laughs> but my mouth was. She understands completely. She was like. She was like, I would do it too for a check. I get it. I literally get it. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. I've never heard that yeah, story that- before. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, that that night at the VMAs was crazy. Halsey was there. It was her first VMA performance. She was singing Closer with the Chainsmokers. Oh, she had a wig on. Wig? Yeah. Oh, she was Halsey. singing Closer. She looked she looked good. Flop-a-tune. He looked gross. Well, um, that's Britney part of was course. there. What Britney so did a flop can song? Can I have like a, what was happening during the 2016 VMAs? I've seen them all, so it's like I'm trying to picture it. Yes. This was a this was actually a very good one. It was the year that Rihanna got the Vanguard Award, so she did all her performances throughout the night. Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande did side to side. Oh, yep, on the bikes. On the bike. Okay, yep. I Ariana was really not having a good time singing that. Um, Rihanna did a multitude of performance. Beyonce did a lemonade medley. Oh, I was and we clapped and we clapped. <laughs> Kim Kardashian was sitting front row with Kanye West. And we didn't clap. It was 2016. It was 2016. We did not clap. We did not. It was clap. literally this was right when Taylor was like disappearing in the process of and i was i had a delusion that she might be coming that's why i went i was like maybe she'll be there uh wrong (laughs) cricket Cricket. instead i was looking at kim k all night long and uh, fifth harmony they were there that is like time capsule fifth harmony (laughs) wow (laughs) with camila with camila oh yeah like the five of them together and let me tell you what was so interesting was because i was in the crowd and it was it was in madison square garden so it was small it's not like in la when it's a huge pit each side of the pit only had like 100 or 200 people in it maybe even less and so you're directly opposite where all the celebrities are sitting so you get to see what they do during commercial breaks and like the body language between camila and the rest of fifth harmony not good she kept running away to go and talk to ariana grande and ariana was like <laughs> every time camila came up to her it, is so it embarrassing. was so weird it was so weird and britney like if there was something so obviously wrong with britney's life like just the way that she was like shepherded in to sit and watch rihanna and then like shepherded it out for her performance never to be seen again like she wasn't hanging out in the crowd she was not allowed to it was weird like no one was allowed to talk to her either like all the celebrities had to like move so that britney and her like handlers could sit it was really strange huh that is very interesting it paints a bad picture it paints a bad Mm -hmm. picture bad picture that was a truly random tangent. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we enjoyed it. <laughs> For Taylor talk. I liked it. Going into VMA talk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ira's tour of physicality. I think her stage presence as a performer has gotten so so good over the years. She's. Prof- I was watching some um, Speak Now tour videos, Sparks Fly. Um, the Stomp, she's worked on that. Oh, she because has. Because before it, used to be it was like, how are you clunk, even staying clunk, upright? Clunk. It was like diagonal, diagonal, yeah. diagonal, di- like hips. Knees, she was just angles, just all angles everywhere, poking around. It slayed and served then. Oh, but yeah. I look at it now and I'm like, you've done a lot of work. 1989, that was when she perfected the strut. She needed the, those months of having that catwalk. That was practice. Well, you know, um, it, I remember when in the interim between Red and 1989, Taylor was constantly pictured at dance studios. And we all thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. We thought that was fucked up. We were like, why is she at dance studios? Well. We thought it was for a Holy Ground music video. Ha <laughs> ha. Fucking idiots. Who's we? Idiots. Who, who's we? We on Tumblr. I We, I thought. Because <laughs> we, of the ballet. <laughs> uh, we being me and also other people that followed me on Tumblr. But, I mean, she definitely... 
took some dance classes. I to me, what stands out as her best choreo or her best physicality on stage is Reptor. Uh, she was the choreo for Rep was really good. Like that first three song stretch, the strut, ready for it. I did something bad, gorgeous. Even into style, very good. Good choreo. The dress choreo, it's simple, but it's good. When it's mostly strutting and a few little actions, she slays. Bad blood, reputation tour, amazing. She was serving. Body, Audi. To Audie. me, to tell you the truth, I see no tangible difference between reputation tour choreo and Eros tour choreo. Like to me, it's always been the same. So I'm like, do you think that Reptor is just better just because? Or because I think it's the no, same. I think, I think the choreo is better on Reptor. I think it's the same. No, I don't I don't think the choreo is good on Eras. She's a different I, It just makes me laugh because sure. I'm like, I have no idea what you mean. Because it's like, I think it's fine. I've given you examples. I'll send you I've videos. I've given you but examples. Like, <laughs> That's exactly I have. Just we are never, ever getting back together. Karma. I've told I think you it's, I don't, what she I looks think like is a gremlin. I don't get that. I don't see that at all. I enjoy well, it. I'll send you a video. I do it with her in it. the audience. I did it in Seattle. Well, then you are also a bad choreographer. You and her have that in common. You're crazy. Bad choreo enjoyers. I honestly, <laughs> I honestly am like, all right, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you have this one. I'm just gonna let it go. He thinks it's bad. I smile. I don't have, I don't give a fuck. I mean, she could get on there and do hoop hoop de doo, and I'd be like, yeah. So I don't. But I, I just think it's funny. I was like, I think it's good. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't, I don't, I don't have any stock in dance whatsoever. So, you know, I would like the girlies to weigh in. I would like everyone else to let us know. Do you agree with me? Are you team Madeline? Are you team Zach? Well, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want Madeline to be kicked off the podcast? And would you like me to find a new co-host? I can do that. No problem. This is the treatment that I get. <laughs> this I'm is the workplace environment. I was like, oh, oh <laughs> he's taking it. So he's taking it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm taking it. He's taking it. He took it. He's taken it yes. into consideration. <laughs> so I'm looking for a new podcast co-host. Um, number one <laughs> job description is agree with everything that I say and don't cough when we're recording. Those are my two <laughs> job descriptions. That's the story. Of, that's just, you know what? Even when I'm not sick, every now and then a little peep, you know, a little. <laughs> it's a little. I can't help a Russell. <laughs> Before it was the vape. It was the vape hitting. It was the, yeah, well, the crackle. That's not a problem anymore, baby. At least, I mean, Mm-mm. who knows? Two weeks She's from quit. now, two weeks from now, we don't know. But as for now, no, stay quit. I, I'm free. Stay quit. I'm free, and I'm loving it. <laughs> I think we have one more thing to discuss, which is actually probably the most important thing that happened at the conclusion of the Eras tour, which is Chelsea's Eras tour. Oh, <laughs> I uh, first of all, we witnessed a star. That was a star is born. That was a star mm-hmm. is born. Period. <laughs> it was. I actually like I'm words are failing to come to me in this moment right now, but let's explain what it is. So after the Eras tour ended, obviously we're all we're missing the live streams. We're missing the Kiki. We're missing what surprise song is coming up next. And who comes to our rescue but a, a girly called Chelsea? She said, Hey guys, I'm gonna perform the entire Eras tour on TikTok Live. And I said, Bet. And I tuned in. I didn't get to see the beginning, what I would have given to well, see the reputation I mean, set. Uh, I mean, 
Oh, I know wait. it was show stopping. I need to see it. I know it was show stopping. <laughs> I know it was. Tolerate it looked wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tolerate it looked wonderful. We tuned in during Long Live and let's set the scene. So imagine a basement. Imagine a family room. Imagine a just a regular old room in a middle American house. Okay. Carpeted floor, weird kind of arch-shaped ceilings, uh, storage boxes in the back with a bunch of stuffed animals, uh, dusty couch, couple of chairs. That This is where we are. This is the, this is the stage set for Chelsea's Era's tour. And she put on a production that was, I'd say that calling it low budget is kind of unfair because it wasn't low budget. It was high effort, low budget. And I gagged. Now, to call it low budget is unfair because the amount of effort that went into it being low budget was really iconic. She roped every single person in her family and every person in the neighborhood into putting Mm -hmm. this production together. I have to say there wasn't a dress rehearsal. There was not a dress rehearsal. It was... People did not know their blocking. People did not know Chelsea did the the set list. The only person in that room who had any fucking clue what was going on was Chelsea. And if you, God forbid, took one toe out of line, Chelsea let you know it. <laughs> it was Chelsea's fucking show, and I lived the for looks that. Yep, that she was giving her family yeah. members when they fucked up doing this insane project. So she, we had a couple of characters join Chelsea on her era's tour journey. She had a microphone and a backing track. She also had her best friend, who we thought was her dad, but is not her dad and is just an old man that plays guitar with his sunglasses on. In, in he was house. playing guitar on a couple of tunes. In the house. At night. In the house. He was playing guitar. I'd say his guitaring was the best on uh, style. Oh. Uh, he really added something, yeah. mm-hmm. something essential mm-hmm. and incredible to that number. And illicit affairs also great, 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 great number. (laughs) Uh, She also, we also had brother and sister. Brother was a 12 year old, 13 year old boy with a mullet and no shoes on (laughs) who looked as though he wanted to be anywhere, but at Chelsea's era's tour. He did not want to be there, but there he was stagehand prop manager Mm-hmm. Um, lighting dancer. I suspect the lighting. <laughs> lighting. They during my tears ricochet. He stood behind her and walked up and down. Yep. Part of the re- his <laughs> his tour de force performance. You can't fuck that up. <laughs> it was Chelsea. She had costume changes for all of the eras. Like just imagine a DIY low budget eras tour being performed in your family room with your family as your stagehands. That's literally what this was. And Chelsea was giving it everything she got. Everything. And her whole Chelsea scene. To say that the people around her weren't would be an understatement. Her sister <laughs> wanted to be dead the entire time. And it's like, I felt like Chelsea gave her no directions and then was like furious she with her that she was just <laughs> awkwardly <laughs> grooving. It's like, well, she doesn't know what the fuck to do. Well, she doesn't know what to do. You haven't given her any choreography. So she, she doesn't know her, what to do. Her best performance. Sister. The last great American dynasty. <laughs> she made the sister be um, Rebecca, whatever. The princess the girl. The princess girl. Rebecca in, in, her, in a gorgeous, like, Forever 21 spaghetti strap clouds dress it was very cute for for a girl of her age she was she was rocking it and, and she, she just, just spun spun, she spun and chelsea looked at her 
like she was the goddamn <laughs> devil. That she the ruined entire every- time. She was like, like, it's literally like she's singing The Last Great American Dynasty and just looking at her sister like, you're blowing this. You're fucking me over. You're and she's just like, the sister's like, my just time. trying to. <laughs> sister's like, I don't know what to do. She's like trying to twirl better. She's had no instructions. She's like, okay, Chelsea, I'm so sorry. And every time sister left the stage, she would come back in a different Taylor Swift Eras tour shirt, yeah. which I thought was incredible. Uh, it, that mean, was another great nice moment. <laughs> During Lavender Hayes, brother and sister picked up pillows. <laughs> they held them and up they over were their clouds. heads. And they walked around. Yep. And they were clouds. And they walked around Chelsea. But then they blocked Chelsea's karaoke screen. So Chelsea couldn't see the lyrics. And then she started screaming at them. Get behind me. Get behind me. <laughs> I love it. My absolute favorite part then- of the whole show is when... During the red set, like right before it, she got stuck in her outfit or her guitar strap. And they had to replay the intro. <laughs> because she. It literally, it literally gagged and killed me. My favorite moment was when Sister's Revenge, okay, this was Sister's Revenge. During the Midnight Rain quick change, Sister brought over a blanket so that she could do the, the Midnight Rain quick change. Now, one would think that you just hold the blanket up. No, no, no. Sister swaddled Chelsea in the blanket, making it literally impossible for her to take the outfit off without suffocating. So after a tussle, <laughs> it was literally a tussle, she eventually gets the outfit off and rips the blanket off and Chelsea just kind of like stumbles out in her midnight rain dress and the whole set started laughing. Everybody behind the camera started laughing. <laughs> it was like, sister's revenge. Like sister's revenge. Sister's and so revenge. it was her just desserts. It was her just desserts. And I love that. <laughs> and the the effort also then we had the secret set the secret set which was two taylor songs dear john and new year's day interesting combination and two chelsea originals one much better than the next i thought the chelsea originals were the works of a girly who could have talent, who could have a future if only her only musical friend wasn't a 70-year-old man who wears sunglasses indoors at night. Now she needs to get some new musical, musically, she got a new producer, she got a new something, a manager, something. She could be going places. She the, could be Kelsey Ballerini. The voice was no almost problem. there. She needs some training. She clearly has interest mm-hmm. in performing. Did I think it was the work of a genius no she has an interest (laughs) but like there was something there her original songs kind of lacked any point of view interest i'm saying this i mean we watched for like an hour so she has something she has a star quality you know it's like selena gomez does she do anything particularly fantastically no but we're watching no but we're watching Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, the contrast between her and sister really showed you that she has star power. Exactly. That's a very sister, good point. Her sister, sister had no clue. <laughs> she was just twirling and twirling. It, you know what it was? It was really only child behavior. And when you have only child behavior, when you ha- clearly are not an only child, it's never good. The siblings fucking hate her ass. Brother and sister were getting flogged. There was a second st- brother. Did you notice that? And he was like, a better brother mm-hmm. that like knew what was yeah. going on. I only saw him like two he times. He was playing the guitar during Long Live. She had the whole set come out and stand with her for Long Live because that's when Taylor has the agency come. And brother, br- barefoot brother also plays the guitar. Sister had a microphone, but that microphone no, it was, it was, was not on. Let me tell you off. that. It was 
off. And she introduced her. I saw another TikTok of her introducing sister as her backing dancer and singer. Mic off, no choreo given. And that's an She insult. was set up to fail. Really, the real sister stars. Was literally the real stars fail. of Chelsea's Eras tour. Well, the Eras tour, Chelsea's version, I should say, were her two cats. Mm-hmm. One, a uh, gorgeous, they kept, they kept fluffy orange cat that I would have loved to cuddle. Oh, with his tummy so low to the ground, <laughs> so I wanted cute. to pick him up and, and give him there a was squeeze. Like the white one that had like a brown back, and he he was more confused than the other one. Like he would stand there. Yeah, he and was be like, like, "What are we doing what? here?" This is <laughs> this is where I lay down usually, and now yeah, there's yeah. like, so why are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> now we're doing the last great American dynasty in here. Also, Chelsea, something just a note for Chelsea to work on. Chelsea's timing is not great. I would say that actually Chelsea's ability to follow the tempo of a song is maybe her greatest weakness. There were moments during Cardigan where she just completely, completely got lost. She was basically singing a different song. It, it was shocking. That was a moment. Like most of her <laughs> flubs, she recovered from decently. She was like, "Oh, you know, it's not. It's a. It's a Kiki in its camp." So we just laughed it off. Cardigan was bad. Mm-hmm. She completely missed yeah. the mark, and she was singing a different song. Yeah. <laughs> August, she was running up to the camera. Oh my god, she was running! That was up my to favorite part. She literally <laughs> Chelsea coming at you, and she was right here. And you know what? I was like, wow. She was smiling. Wow. <laughs> she was giving face. She was giving complete face. I have to say, that was one of the funniest things. That gave me a true giggle. I was really lolling. And we were supporting. We were watching. We got. We were in the Discord, kikiing about it. Uh, we it were clapping. Hilarious. I enjoyed it. My favorite, I think. Um, I clapped. I clapped. My favorite, her 1989 outfit was... A serve, oh, pure and simple. She looked good. Sensational. It was perfect on her. It was like a little tube top with like a little mini skirt that was kind of similar to Taylor's. When the golf club came oh, out, she got an and so did her brother and sister, <laughs> and they were hitting the couch with the golf club. I mean, you can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. Somehow she scripted this. It was genius. And it's like, did did she make they, them? And the thing watch is, is it? that like they knew, they kind of knew what to do. So here's the thing that she kept saying. She was like. This, oh, I messed up the script. And we kept being like, now hang on. There's a script? What script? I think she had written a script with instructions on it. That's why brother and sister kind of knew where to go, but they didn't know what to do. Like the note was, get pillows and hold them up like clouds and walk around me. And they, and they did it. <laughs> they did it. Cluelessly, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> they, they just like looked there at- Because wasn't a rehearsal. My favorite is when they were in the background just like looking at each other like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Hitting the couch with the golf And che- meanwhile, Chelsea is work, work, <laughs> sermon, sermon. <laughs> <laughs> She, Chelsea's dreams came true that night. She was so happy. And you know what? I was happy for her. And I was so happy for her. Exactly. She had the time so of her fucking her. life. It was good. We, I had the time of my life fighting dragons with Chelsea. I did. I, I would love to see it again. She had a coffee table come out for Tolerate It. Now that's just plain <laughs> camp. I mean, you can't get that just anywhere. You I can't. need to see the beginning of. I need to. See, I need like, to I would see. tune in again Absolutely just to see the first half. Need I, reputation to please. see. Look what you made me do. I know she had her <laughs> slaves doing something, and I want to know what it was. <laughs> Were they in the? Was sister in a fake box? And was Chelsea <laughs> banging on her windows? Her out. <laughs> 
It's fucking hilarious. Poor sister. I want sister's era's tour. That's next on my list. Oh, that would Eras be a tour sister's where version. Chelsea is forced into the background. Now that's true sister revenge. <laughs> now who's that the star, sister. bitch? Now who's sister, yeah. huh? <laughs> the thing is, is that I think that that girl isn't even Chelsea's sister. That's like of the investigating that I did, I think Chelsea actually might be an only child, which makes so much sense. So who are these people? Sister's just her friend. Can you imagine? Now, I'm not letting you. Now, if you were like, we're going to do the heirs tour and I'm going to be the star, I'd be like, okay. But then it's like, when it got down to the wire, it's like, I have no stage direction. I don't know what to do. You're talking to me like I'm a peon. I'm out. Like, fuck you. That's why I thought this was her family. Because I was like, no way. I know. Everybody was under duress. They acted like it was. And her mom. Her mom kept like run. And the other thing was where they, how they would run in and out of the, the scene, right in front of the camera. <laughs> in between, right songs. in front of the camera. I want to. I want to see the script, real bad. I want to read I that. Need the I script. have notes. I, I have notes. <laughs> I I also think that we could do an era's tour boot camp where we get brother and sister in a room, show them how to do their job, and I mean also let's not. Chelsea was not perfect. Chelsea was not perfect. She skipped I Knew You Were Trouble. She also did all of I Knew You Were Trouble. She did all of Bad Blood. It's, she <laughs> couldn't find, she we were couldn't like, find pack it the up. cut down version. She was just going off the karaoke. <laughs> Wildest Dreams. Wildest Dreams. Full Wildest version. Dreams was pretty bad. Vocally, that was a hard one I for her. I think perhaps like the worst one was um, Cardigan because she does not go down to that low register. <laughs> she got lost. She did, it's like you didn't rehearse mm-hmm. it. Like you didn't say, how can I sing this best for no. myself? Which is like, okay, who's the vocal mm-hmm. coach? Like they can help you sing this song. Yeah. Anyway. I, and if you're not going to, if you're not going to practice with your, with your sister and brother, yeah. would you not practice just by yourself yeah. so that we could have one perfect element of the show? And she was smacking it that was guitar. Perfect. Like, Don't get me wrong. I was waiting for her to smash oh, that, it. Oh, that guitar. Yeah. Abused, <laughs> used, and abused. That guitar. The piano. Every time she picked it up, I was like, oh my. She's like fucking God. Phantom of the, the Opera. The original song on, on the thing. piano <laughs> was really quite bad. <laughs> the guitar original song was all right. I thought it was the all piano right. piano one, I think it was called If We Were a Movie. Not her best work. Not her best work. I didn't. That I, <laughs> but that we're here. One, that's when the I got up. The evolution of Chelsea. I got up to start cooking macaroni and cheese. I was like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you." You know, you really. The midnight set was very good. Vigilante shit chair dance. Oh. she only knew three of the moves, which was leg up on the chair, sink down on the chair, look over your shoulder. But she like didn't have the flexibility to like fully look over her shoulder, so she was just kind of looking to the side, and she just kept doing that move over and over again, like four times in a row. <laughs> and I kept thinking, like, your mother and father are sitting behind that camera and you are pointing your ass at them and sitting down over and over and over <laughs> again chelsea there was something else going on there i mean what I, what i wouldn't have given to have been a fly on the room when chelsea first conceived of doing the heiress <laughs> tour in her living room and how it came to be who was it volunteer and how she got everyone to say yes and how did she decide who did what? M- Mother was costume designer. She made a beautiful gown for folklore. She did. Gorgeous gown. Yeah. And we cheered. Gorgeous gown. Gorgeous gown. Father, I think, was just giving criticism. I think father was in control of the music, and he did a bad job. Oh, he flopped multiple times. Let me times. tell you. You just hear him go, what song and is Chelsea next? Chelsea was getting mad. What song is next? She was getting <laughs> mad. Oh, she was Look Chelsea at the script. Was angry. 
the script is yeah. wrong. Look, it should be there in the script. Just go on YouTube and type it in. And then she would smile at the camera. <laughs> oh, Chelsea, we love you. Don't take that. This is literally, this is a Chelsea Stan podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. Honestly, like all jokes aside, it was quite a, it was a feat. She did the entirety of the Eras tour. Like from start to finish, she, <laughs> she, not and she's she not did a more performer because like she Taylor did full Swift. songs so she did and she did four thing. surprise songs. She did, she did it, she did it better. Well, she did she the didn't whole fucking thing. <laughs> she did it. She just did. it I loved it. I don't know anyone else that's done the Eras tour other than Taylor Swift. I thought it was fucking. I tune in again. I. If I she was like, I'm doing the reputation tour Chelsea's version, I'd be like, and I will be there. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea, I will be there. what do we have to do to I get you to you. do rep tour? <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, we would love to have you. We'd love to. Actually, I don't even want to give her notes. No. I want to see. I think 1989 tour would, would be kind of boring because it would just be strutting, eh, up, strutting yeah. up and down. Though Chelsea excels at that. That's, well, she went to the Taylor Swift School of Dance. So that's what she knows. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's all that we have to cover in, in the Taylor Nation. Do you have anything else to add to the State of the Union? Uh, I don't. I mean, VMA nominations came out, but does anybody care? <laughs> what are the VMAs? Like what her nominations are? Like who are, are they in this world? Well, period. No, like who cares? Yeah. Um, I would watch if she went or if somebody else of note was performing. I think Olivia would probably perform, so I'd probably tune in. Um, but they've just Well, if Olivia's going, Taylor's not going to go. Mark my words. Well, she also might not go because she might not be winning anything. Or she might be in Mexico at the time. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Yeah. So, you know, I do think it's weird that neither Olivia nor Conan Gray showed up at the Eras tour. That's that's the most damning evidence we have so far that well, something's not right Dylan in, in the buttermilk. Neither did fucking Dylan Well, we know what happened there. We suspect. We know what happened Well, I there. have two theories. First theory... He has crippling social anxiety and would hate to go to something like that. B, he tried to hook up with her. But he went her. to the VMAs. He does it when he has to promote something. He does red carpets. They force what him to What was he promoting it. then? The oh, all too well 10 video. What else is he there for? That's but literally But that was it. for Midnight's. That was ages later. Not. Are you the Dylanologist or am I? Let me ask you that question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Touche. Have you seen him Touché. recently? No, because Mm-mm. he does not do shit else going when he's on. not working. So, period. And for those of you who don't know, because you're not on the Instagram stories all the time, uh, the other thing that we suspect is that they might have tried to, or he might have tried to, you know, put a move on, you know, the queen. And the queen said, um, and so that, but I mean, he does have a girlfriend. She saw the lint on his Patagonia yeah. sweatpants and she said, I'm good. I don't need to see what's Poor under those. Dylan, I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, period. You do. <laughs> period. Period. That's, That's all I have. Well, I mean, tune in for next next month's Taylor Talk, and we might have something that many of you want coming at some point. <laughs> I was going to say soon, but I literally can't commit to that. So, you know, just keep on rocking. Patreon.com slash Driftologist. If you miss us, if you need us on a weekly basis, you can literally have us. We're there. And the Lizard blog is coming September 1st. What more can you ask for? Okay. What more can you ask for? We're also killing it with the reels on Instagram. 
So join us there. Well, let's be clear. Zach is killing it with the reels on Instagram. I don't do any of that. I just want to be very clear about that. <laughs> but it's both of our reels, names. Reels both show of our faces. Up. Reels show up. I, I become in them. aware that 10,000 people have viewed me and I become very <laughs> anxious. That's what happens. So Perfect. I'm So now twenty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Next up fifty thousand. Next up a hundred K. Madeline Billboard in Times Square. And um more likely than you think. It's more, more likely, likely than, than you think. think with the lizard blog coming. All right, God bless. Bye.